the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 26th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. First to Colorado, where state representative and local leaders are advocating for the EPA to enact strong federal clean car standards for model years 2027 through 2032. Democratic State Representative Meg Froelich says the electrification of transportation is critical and adds it's also attainable. For this, we need the federal government's partnership. We need the Environmental Protection Agency to improve the clean car standards. We need the federal investments promised in the Inflation Reduction Act to flow into Colorado. And we need those tax incentives, rebates, and credits. Frillick adds that the electrification of the transportation sector means more Colorado jobs, better environmental conservation, and cleaner air. Opponents are concerned that the standards may be too stringent will put stress on electric grids and ultimately increase costs to consumers. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. And a new report says that state funding for public schools has fallen off a fiscal cliff in 39 states. More from our Ross Brown. New Mexico is one of 10 states where some 60 percent of students attend school in chronically underfunded districts. According to the study, a drop-off in state funding in four out of five states began in 2006 during the Great Recession. But co-author Bruce Baker says New Mexico's economic ability to fund schools needs to be considered when looking at the data. New Mexico spends a higher share of its economic capacity on schools than the national average because it has very weak, very low economic capacity. And New Mexico's effort in the last few years has been about the same as it was before the Great Recession. I'm Roz Brown. Now to a new report that says the two economic impact studies gave misleading information to Pennsylvania policymakers and residents about the economic advantages of the petrochemical complex operated by Shell in Beaver County. According to the findings from the Ohio River Valley Institute, the plastic plant hasn't brought the economic boom and promised jobs haven't materialized. Report co-author Nick Messenger explains the studies published by Robert Morris University were used to justify billions of dollars worth of tax incentives for the Shell project. This analysis had really been done, honestly, using a lot of Shell's own assumptions. And this study really did that. It, It made some assumptions that were pretty questionable and that's why they got a a large overestimate in the economics. Shell says it aims to speed up the shift to net zero emissions energy business by cutting emissions from its operations and its energy products it sells. This is Public News Service. Next to Georgia, where transportation is the leading cause of greenhouse gas emissions, some leaders there are demanding stricter clean energy standards to address those problems. Chatham County leaders and clean energy advocates held a news conference this week urging the Environmental Protection Agency to implement the strongest possible federal rules known as the EPA's clean car standards. Chatham County Commissioner Aaron Whitley believes this would benefit public health, the environment and the economy. When the EPA finalizes the clean car standard rule with the strongest available standards, what that's going to do is help us be poised to make more direct investments uh, in clean energy to include the critical infrastructure that's necessary to support other carbon neutral vehicles. Whitley emphasized this move would not only create jobs, but also support significant investments from automakers like Rivian and Hyundai who moved their meta plant to the state. Tougher clean car standards have gotten a lot of pushback, though, 
mostly from Republican attorneys general who see them as government overreach. She and Tia Hudson reporting. And in New York, Bill would mandate teaching climate change in the classroom. The proposed bill establishes climate change courses for all public elementary and secondary schools. It also provides professional learning opportunities for teachers so they have a better understanding of this subject. Polls show parents, students, and teachers are eager to make this a part of education given its wide-ranging impacts on the state. Emily Fano with the National Wildlife Federation says the bill would close an existing education gap. It would enable educators to explore the causes and impacts of climate change as well as its solutions, which is very unique because now students don't learn about the solutions to the climate crisis. They really only learn about the problem if they're lucky, and that's if they take AP environmental science in high school. But not many New York kids take that class. Similar legislation has been passed in New Jersey and Connecticut to great success. Fano says opposition has come from the state education department, which feels the arduous process of changing standards isn't worthwhile. She says the current standard has climate change taught in social studies with lessons on Rachel Carson's book Silent Spring, the Three Mile Island nuclear meltdown, and Love Canal in Niagara Falls. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Finally, Mike Mullen reports this month the Minnesota DNR is outlining how it plans to use $150 million to make updates to its outdoor recreation system. Well, Minnesota is known for its recreational opportunities. Parks and Trails Director Ann Pierce says it's become clear the system is showing signs of age and improvements are much needed. This is really an opportunity for us to have a shot of investment that will allow us to modernize a portion of these facilities. This is by Clifford for Public News Service. We are member listener supported. Here's on interesting radio stations your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.